Hi, this is Roger Green, host of the Surfing the Nash Tsunami podcast. We are offering three separate conversations from Wednesday night's episode, previewing Nashtag 2021. In this conversation, Nashtag co-director and star surfer Dr. Stephen Harrison previews day one of Nashtag 2021. Along the way, he and I discuss what makes Nashtag special to us, and Louise Campbell, our guest Dr. Ian Rowe, and I comment on the agenda and hybrid meeting format. Taping this episode left me itching for Nashtag to start. See what it does for you. Sit back, listen, enjoy, learn. Join hepatology researcher and key opinion leader Dr. Stephen Harrison, liver wellness advocate Louise Campbell, pricing and forecasting guru Roger Green, and this week's guest, hepatology researcher and clinician Ian Rowe, as they preview next month's NASHTAG 2021 meeting from their own unique perspectives on the Surfing the Nash Tsunami podcast. So if I'm remembering right, this is our fifth NASHTAG, Time Flies. The genesis of this meeting was all about science. The four of us sat down and said, how can we have a meeting completely focused on NASH and drug development that is so focused in thought that everybody that shows up is tuned in to this one area of liver disease? And to not be distracted by everything else that's going on around them. You know, I love AASLD and I love Easel and I go every year, but it's crazy. You know, everybody's running from session to session, from hotel room to hotel room to ballroom to ballroom to meeting room, trying to catch up with friends in the evening, multiple different meetings with multiple different companies and other thought leaders. And you're trying to work with your fellows and with your colleagues, you're trying to mentor, you're showing up at AASLD governance meetings, NASH SIG meetings, you're giving lectures, you're trying to learn some areas of the disease state that maybe you don't know. So you're attending cholestatic meetings and liver transplant meetings. And it's it's a ton of learning. It's phenomenal, but it's not focused on NASH. NASH is part of it, but it's just blended in with everything else. So we thought, what would it be like to pull together a meeting that's two days long in an environment where people can come and relax, let their hair down, and just be open and engaged with the challenges we're faced in drug development in the field of NASH? And it's broadened a little bit to include non-invasive testing, but we also include preclinical data as well as clinical data. And it's been well-received, I would say. We've continued to max out our venue. We didn't want to expand it because we want to keep it intimate and engaging. So we've, we've limited participation to about 230 people each year because that's the maximum we can have in the venue that we're at. And then came COVID in 2020. Fortunately, our meeting was in January, so we were able to have an in-person meeting last year. And as you know, every other in-person meeting has canceled and remains canceled. Our meeting was supposed to take place in January of this year. We postponed it to March uh, 12th and 13th of this year because we wanted to see if buying an extra two months would give time for the disease to quiet down and people to get vaccinated. I think we've done that to, to a partial extent. 
And as a result, we've made it a hybrid meeting. And so this is the first time since our last NASHTAG that people will have the ability to show up in person. I don't know how many spots are still left if you're interested in coming in person. But when I say hybrid, there's also a real-time simulcast virtually. So if you can't attend in person, you can still be a part of it virtually as well. So we're going to try out the hybrid part of this, but I will be there in person as well as Mike Charlton and Rohit Lumba. I don't think Vlad can make it. That's still a bit up in the air as to whether or not he can leave France and and come in without having to quarantine for 14 days or something. So that's still to be determined. But uh, that's probably the, the most exciting thing I'm looking forward to is actually seeing my colleagues and Uh, friends in person and being able to continue the dialogue of drug development. Because paradoxically, this disease did not slow down in 2020, and neither did drug development or non-invasive testing for the disease. So there's a ton, a literal ton of data to discuss that hasn't been debated in open forum yet. So if you think about the nine press releases that came out last year with drugs related to NASH, eight of which were positive and only one, elafibrinor, that was negative, that hasn't been debated in open forum. We presented them at and AASLD in a virtual format where there was a few Q&As, a few questions that were asked and answers given, but there wasn't that chance for just intimate dialogue about the data, both good and bad. And that's one of the highlights of the first day of the meeting. So let me jump right in and kind of go through what we're going to do on Friday, March the 12th. So the meeting starts early, like it always does at 7.30. Mike Charlton will give his seminal address on the year 2020 in review. And let me tell you, I've been to a lot of lectures in my career. This one that Mike gives every year on the year in review for NASH is absolutely phenomenal. Amazing. He puts careful thought into this. It takes him about eight months to make this lecture. It seems like he starts on it in the summertime and is very creative at interpreting the data that's been presented on a global scale. So that's really a can't-miss opening salvo, if you will. Then historically, what we do is we get into clinical trial results with histology data. So what we're going to do here is a format called presentation with rebuttal. So we have a presenter who presents the clinical trial data, and then another presenter right behind him will come up and rebut the data. It doesn't necessarily mean that rebuttal is completely negative. It just means that it's looked at through a different lens. And so the first presentation is on tropofexor. As you know, Arun Sanyal presented this at AASLD. He will present it again at NASHTAG, and then Vlad Ratsiu will rebut the data. There will be an open mic discussion. This is what makes it so fun, is people get up and ask uh, questions to both of those presenters about the data. And uh, Mary Ranella and Rohit Lumba will moderate the session. So it'll be a fantastic discussion about FXRs in general and tropofexor specifically. That's immediately followed by Lana Fibrinor and the data from Inventiva. Professor Abdomalik will present the data and Brent Tetri will rebut that again with open mic discussion. And then finally, semaglutide will be presented by Phil Newsom. You know that paper has now been published in New England Journal of Medicine. And Mason Nareedin will rebut that with open mic discussion. That'll conclude the first session. Around 10 o'clock, we'll start session two. And, and this is a deep, just a, really not a deep dive, but just a, a closer look at some of the early phase 2A trials. Rohit Lumba will present the FGF2189 bio phase 2A data. I will present the Acaro-Efruxafermin data. 
and Rohit Lumba will present the FASTEN inhibitor Sagimet data, and we'll have a round of discussion on those three trials. Adrian D. Bichelli and Manu Chakravarti will moderate that session. And then we immediately roll into a mini debate. This is kind of a novel thing. We haven't done this at NASHTAG before, but we're going to look at beyond success stories. Why do so many NASH trials fail? And we're going to first talk the non-serotic trials. And Vlad Ratsu will present that. And then we'll talk the serotic trials. Mary Ranella will present that. I think that's going to be a fantastic opportunity to listen to these guys talk through why some of these trials, why so many of these trials are failing. And what I'm talking about failing, I'm not talking about screen fail rates and that sort of thing. I'm talking about drugs that didn't make it across the finish line. It seems like the graveyard is filling up a bit. And we're going to talk through lessons learned that we can apply to future trials to prevent that from happening. And then there's a discussion on rapid fire on promising data. Now, this is interesting. Mike Charlton, Rohit, Lumba, and Naeem Al-Khori are going to just go round table and talk about promising data that's coming out, just a rapid fire sequence, and then we'll have time to engage with that as well. And then um, in the evening, as you guys know, there's a break between 12 o'clock and four o'clock, where I call it interactive dialogue on NASH topics. As you know, the setting is Deer Valley. This time of year, there's a white powdery substance on the side of the hill called snow, and some people like to engage in some interactive dialogue on NASH topics while riding up the mountain on chairlifts and then coming down. And and so that'll continue for four hours, and then we regroup at four o'clock. And Introduce this concept of platform trials. This is going to be given by Senior Director of Clinical Development and Cardiovascular Metabolism from Janssen Pharmaceuticals, Nicholas de Prospero. And I think this is an interesting, novel way to approach NASH. It's an innovative trial design. And, and really the concept is, is it fact to it? Is there legs to this idea or is it just, is it just a, you know, a pie in the sky mentality? And then um, Vlad Ratsu will present again on specific challenges and opportunities for NASH clinical trials. And we'll move into a panel discussion where we debate all of those issues. So we'll debate platform trials. We'll debate, debate specific challenges and opportunities for NASH trials. And that will be with uh, Kitty Yale from Acaro, with Shao Lu from uh, NGM, Hank Mansbach from 89Bio, Vlad Ratsu, and then Nicholas De Prospero from Janssen. And then uh, I'm going to come on and talk about Cella Delpar's FDA hold and release. What happened with that? What did we learn? It's really a deep dive into understanding histopathology relative to NASH and maybe some heretofore unreported or unrecognized lesions in NASH that are actually maybe more common than we previously thought. And then we move into artificial intelligence. Dr. Quentin Anstey will present on automated histological analysis, seeing beyond the pathologist's eye is the title of his lecture. And then we'll pivot to two company lectures, one from Path AI on what does it take for automated histologic analysis primetime? What does it take to be accepted? by the FDA. Are we there yet? How soon will we get there? And then Dean Tai from Histoindex will talk about breaking down cirrhotic lesions and implications for drug development in that arena. We'll have a great panel discussion that is led by myself and Dave Kleiner, 
who is the head of histopathology and autopsy pathology at NIH, and Quentin Anstey from Newcastle. And that'll wrap up the first day. What a fun-filled day that is that covers the gamut from clinical trials to platform trials to challenges related to clinical trial development and all the way down to artificial intelligence. So maybe I'll stop there and take a breath and see what you guys think. Wow. All sounds very, very exciting, I have to say. Very scientific. (laughs) And it'd be great to have some of you guys there. We certainly can't travel from the UK at that time, but um, no, 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 some really, really interesting topics you described there. And I'm certainly looking forward to seeing what Phil Newsom and the guys present on their session particularly. Yeah, I, I think more so than previous years where some of this just gets recycled and we have time for a little bit of a deeper dive than what occurred at AA or EASL. Here, we all get the sense that a lot of this data hasn't really been discussed. The meat hasn't been pulled off the bone and a deep dive done into what was presented and questions that still remain. So a lot of the first half of this day is going to be just taking the FXR field, the, the PPAR, PAN-PPAR field, the G, GLP-1, the FGF-21, the FASTEN inhibitor, and really breaking those down and beginning to understand what positive and if there is negative, what that negative looks like relative to each of these. It used to be we just talked about FXRs. Now, FXRs are still in play, but they're just one of many. We're having a comeback in in the PPAR class, right? There was pioglitazone and then there was elafibrinor and and now there's lanafibrinor. And so positive data coming out of there. We're still struggling a bit with the weight gain issue and can we get past that? Semaglutide, we're going to do a deep dive into that. Maybe we'll have an open mic discussion that will reverberate a little bit around why there was a lack of fibrosis benefit with semaglutide. I hope there is a robust discussion on that topic. My own belief is I think there's something in the way the biopsies are interpreted and maybe artificial intelligence would have a role to play here and fully quantitatively assess collagen from that trial. I could go on and on, but I think you get the point. We're beginning to do maybe a deep dive and run to ground some of these unanswered questions that still remain with these different classes of medication. Fantastic. Do me a favor, Stephen, before we keep going. For those who are listening who might not understand the concept, because lots of different kinds of people listen to this, could you please explain what a platform trial is and how it differs from what folks are accustomed to? Well, it's it's a bit of a, a new concept that I don't fully understand all the nuances of myself, Roger, but it's basically just a different way. It's decentralizing clinical trials and potentially can be leveraged across multiple different drug platforms. So without diving into it too much more, I'd say stay tuned. I think that's going to be a really interesting discussion about platform trials and, you know, how you can integrate different drugs and different arms into studies and particularly as combination therapies begin to be fully evaluated, it it provides an opportunity to do that in a way that you can get meaningful data relatively quickly. But it's it's very much an efficacy experiment, if you like. And I think one of the one of the big challenges that in some ways COVID has has shown this in in the way that the recovery trials being done in the UK where you know we've tested the effectiveness of a series of agents against COVID and shown robust effects but in very large populations and that platform approach I think is very it's likely to be very useful in defining whether a drug is 
going to show some efficacy, but whether those drugs will be effective is always going to take much bigger studies. And I think the experience that you'll get from a cardiovascular researcher in that field will be, well, at least I hope it'll be enlightening. Um, and should probably provoke a really strong discussion about you know, understanding efficacy on one hand and effectiveness on the other, particularly as we begin to get drugs through that look like they're really going to have a big effect on rates of disease progression. First of all, sounds like a great day. One of the things I've learned being at Nashtag in 19 and 20, and I can't go this year because I'm not going to be vaccinated in time, is that knowledge builds on itself over the life of the conference. First in 2020, you're right, there was FXR to talk about. And the big insights were around testing. And I think largely around, started with your paper on uh, inter and inter-reader reliability and what did that really mean for the value of histopathology's gold standard. But here it sounds like you're going to be laying up five different classes of drugs in development, each of which is at least somewhat promising and has at least one flagship agent doing well and asking, okay, how do we put these pieces together? What makes sense? What will get used how? It just sounds like an extraordinary uh, look into the future. Well, that's the hope. We hope you've enjoyed this recording. If you have any questions or comments about the content of this conversation or the entire episode, please send an email, question at surfingnash.com. We are releasing two more conversations from this episode, and we will release our next full episode on Wednesday, March 3rd. I hope you'll join us then. Until then, stay safe, stay warm, and see you on the podcast. Bye-bye now.